listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. You know what we're saying, 2021 is our year to run with divine momentum, and that's what's going to happen. We're going to see uh, a greater fruitfulness, greater impact, uh, more accomplished than we ever have before, more blessing, more increase. That's what we're going to see in 2021. And today, I'm going to give you seven ways to make 2021 the best year you've ever had. You know, I was kind of going through in my mind, and by the way, before I say that, we have a new magazine coming out that's going to talk about this, uh, how to run into 2021. The new magazine's getting ready to ship, and uh, if you don't get it, go to miracleword.com forward slash live and sign up. And this is the brand new winter edition uh, of Miracle Word magazine that's coming out, and we want to get it into your hands, coming out very soon. So go sign up, get your copy. If you did not uh, share yet, take a minute to share. I'm going to jump into this. You know, when, when I was thinking about this today, I kind of, it was bouncing around. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you, Diane. People love the cover. Um, the idea was kind of going through my spirit of, How do we not repeat 2020 personally? You know, whether it was, and I I don't mean that in a bad way, because listen, 2020, thank you, Zach, 2020 was the best year we've ever had by far. So I'm not sitting here like complaining and like, man, I just got to get out of this year. There's, you know, I hear people talking like that. Thank God there's only two more days left in this year. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that. This is the best year that we've ever had. Many of you have testified. It's the best year you've ever had. You had increase hit your life, your business, your ministry. People acquired uh, uh, buildings and, you know, people had raises like they've never had. People tripled their income. People doubled their income. You know, I I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I got to get out of 2020. 2020 has been exactly what God said it would be for us. Violent increase, expedited favor. That's what it's been for the whole year. We've not suffered lack. We've not, and anybody that's been attached to this ministry that can testify, you've not suffered lack. I'm looking at Zach Ramsey. Zach Ramsey's not only blessed, he's not only blessed, but he launched a new business in 2020 on top of what he's already doing. And he's now flourishing even more at the end of the year than he did at the beginning of the year. And so not just blessed, now flourishing and the new business taking off. So I'm just telling you, stories like that are happening to people that are attached to this ministry. Why? Not because of me, because of what the Lord told us. And the Lord told us it would be a year of violent increase and expedited favor. And that's exactly what it's been. Britt saying, such a great year. Buddy Crabtree, best year yet. Eric Frere got a huge raise this year. I'm just telling you. uh, it, It blows my mind that in the midst of what everybody else said was crisis, we have seen increase, just like the Lord said we would. And so 
whether it was your best year ever or possibly you had a rough year, what I'm teaching today is seven ways to ensure that 2021 will be a better year than 2020. Look at Chanel, got a raise and better hours. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Erica said, been fast forwarded into pure education from God, reading the Bible. Look at that, got baptized this year. Amazing. And so, but the, here's the thing. For us, it was amazing. It was great. It was supernatural. But we're not stopping here. We're not stopping here. God's not done. If I looked around and said, wow, God was really good to us. I guess that's what he had for us for our ministry. No, this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning of what God's going to do. Better days are ahead. And we quote this verse all the time because we want you to keep it in your spirit that the, uh, the path of the just or the righteous is light is a shining light. It's like a shining light gets brighter and brighter, right? We, it doesn't get bright one year down the next darker than darker than bright again. It's not a roller coaster ride. The path of the just is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until the perfect day. I added some brighters that aren't in there, but you understand this concept over and over, over and over, brighter and brighter. We go from grace unto grace, faith unto faith, victory unto victory, favor unto favor. We just keep increasing. That's the plan of God for his people. And so if 2021 is going to be that kind of year for you, it's going to take some uh, action steps. You know, it's funny. uh, We were talking before the broadcast. You know, we've heard people say stuff like, man, I'm so tired of this coronavirus. I can't wait for 2021. What do you think that's going to change? You think you're going to cross over into January 1st and somehow, you know, the, the virus is going to somehow disappear because we're in a new year? It doesn't work that way. And it doesn't work that way for what everybody else has going through on through their life. You have to take actions that will ensure things are going to be brighter. Things are going to be brighter. By the way, uh, we're starting in Danville, Virginia on January the 3rd. I'd like you guys to join us in live meetings this year. There you can see Roswell, Georgia on the screen. That's coming up for two straight weeks. We're going to be there. Uh, And then you can check all of our uh, dates on the website at miracleword.com. Click on the schedule page. I want to see you guys at these live meetings. It's the time to take a road trip, get into the presence of God, especially while we're fasting and praying. And so get into these revivals. We've got revivals through the first quarter of the year already on there for you guys to, to get involved with, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And so I want to encourage you to do it. So I'm going to give you seven things today from God's word to make 2021 the best year you've ever had and to ensure that you're going to only go higher and not diminish in Jesus mighty name. That's going to be our story. So seven things, I want you to write them down. You can put them in the comments if you'd like to, uh, to help us for those that watch later, those of you that are listening on the podcast, uh, I want to encourage you take some notes while you're listening to this and then stay on this, stay on this for the rest of the year and, uh, and ensure it takes place. Number one, number one, the first thing we've got to do in order to ensure that this year is going to be better than the last is we need to lock in to our word. That's number one. And that's a huge number one, by the way, lock in to your word, 
Lock in to your word. Do you know you can have too many voices in your life? People don't realize that. You can have too many voices directing your life. It's a mistake. It's a big mistake. And if you have too many voices that are trying to guide you, lead you, whatever, it brings confusion. And for the average person, uh, they lose what the track they were on. They lose uh, the vision that they were attached to. Lock into your word. Uh, there's a pastor who's done very well, very well. And he was speaking to a younger preacher who I know. And uh, he said something to him that kind of shocked the guy, the shocked the preacher. But he said, uh, he, he said, uh, the problem that you're facing is, is that you've got, you're listening to too many voices. You've got too many voices in your life. That's a thought that most people never think. Too many voices, too many governing factors, too many, too many uh, different avenues trying to guide my actions and my steps. I need to lock into my word. Discover where you need to be, lock into your word. It's my, my belief, those of you that watch this broadcast on a daily basis, you're not here by accident, and I'm not your pastor, but you have, by your own faithfulness to come back as the Victory Tribe day after day, you've given me access to speak to you and to speak into your life, and I believe God did that for a reason, for, to have your faith built, to strengthen you, uh, to, to see you rise up. I've had so many people write us and say, man, since I've been attached to your ministry, been part of the Victory Tribe, listening to the broadcast, I've heard things I've never heard preached before. I've, I've heard things that, you know, built my faith to another level. When we did the Spirit of Faith sessions at the beginning of uh, April, end of March, we did all those sessions during the pandemic. We had people writing in, man, if it wasn't for this broadcast, I don't know what I would have done. I, I was depressed. I was scared. All these different things. And I want you to see that God's attached us together, you and me. He's attached us together for the purpose of building your faith, encouraging you, making sure that you go higher and higher and higher. And I, th I thank God for that. And I thank God for you. I'm very thankful that you are with me every day. Very thankful. I enjoy it. Some people write and it's like, man, I really enjoy watching your broadcast. I enjoy doing the broadcast. I enjoy talking to you every day because you're an encouragement to my faith. And so I thank God that he's connected us together uh, and knit, if we can use that term, knit us together to build our faith. And, and one of the things that the reason I'm saying that when I say lock into your word, there's a reason I'm not, I don't make, and you know this, but I don't make these things up. I'm not making stuff up. I have to hear from the Lord and what he says to me. I'm saying to you what he says to me, I'm saying to you, you know, that's why. And, uh, let me just say this from a behind the scenes. I'm going to kind of give you, uh, a, a picture into the behind the scenes of this broadcast and this ministry. Um, there are days and there's a reason I do this. It's not because anybody that works with me can tell you I'm not lazy. I'm the farthest thing from lazy. I work and work and work all the time to get stuff out for uh, the Lord and for the kingdom. But, uh, I don't plan what I'm going to say on these broadcasts. And I do that for a reason. I don't plan it. I know that would freak a lot of people out. It does freak people out. Preachers will say like, you don't, you don't have notes or plan what you're going to say. I don't, I don't. Um, but I want you to hear this. I do that on purpose 
Because I don't want to come in here with some canned message that I planned out three weeks ago because we have a, a planning calendar of all the broadcast content and titles and, you know, like, 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 you know, vloggers do, or, you know, people that are doing stuff on YouTube, you know, we have a content calendar and here's what we're going to post on this day. And this, I don't want that for this broadcast. I do this on purpose. I want the Lord to speak to me as I'm speaking to you. I mean, like (laughs) if you looked at what I have on my pad, I mean, you can't even see it because it's too far away, but like, that's all the notes that I have for today. I wrote them two minutes before the broadcast. All I have is the seven things I'm going to tell you. I don't know where it's going to go from there. We're going to see what the Lord says. Somebody says, well, that's, that's irresponsible. You're not preparing yourself. I'm prepared. Trust me. I pray. I study the word. But the reason I do this is because I don't want to just say something to you that I thought up, that I said. I, you don't need that. You don't need that. You can get that at Barnes & Noble at the bestseller section. You don't need that. I want you to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to me from my spirit to yours. And that's why I don't try to overplan things because of, exactly, I wrote notes during the broadcast yesterday, Lilia said, or maybe that's Alex. and, And the reason I do that is because I don't want you to get a stale word. I want you to have a fresh word. And so I want you to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying to me as he's saying it. And so that's why, that's why we do that. It's not because I'm lazy. I'm the farthest thing from lazy. I want you to have a fresh word. I want your faith to be built with a rhema word, something that's alive. Amen. That's right, Sarah. In Ithaca, New York, it is going to be a great year, a huge year. So number one, I'm encouraging you to lock into the word. So when I tell you You know, what we said last year, violent increase, expedited favor. I didn't make that up. It's something the Holy Spirit told me. He said it to me and I began to say it while I was preaching. I said it over and over and over and it became a theme and I started to recognize that's it. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying for this new year, which was 2020 at the time. Hey, Ted Nashley. But now I kept hearing the the same thing this year. I kept hearing the Holy Ghost say, you're going to run in 2021. You're going to run in 2021. I locked into it. I received it. That is my word. Then the Lord took me to scriptures throughout the, the Bible. Of course, we've been going through Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Right? Look, we looked at Elijah's story after he defeated the prophets of Baal, the hand of the Lord came mightily upon him and he ran ahead of the king's uh, horses and chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. And the Lord began to lead me to these passages and he began to kept, kept on uh, encouraging me. You're going to run in 2021. You're going to run. I feel the anointing as I'm saying it. You're going to run in 2021. And that's our word. We lock in to the word. The, the thing is, If your ears, if you're listening to too many different words, then you get confused. It's important. Listen to me. It's important to uh, know where God has placed you. Put that in the comments. I need to know where God has placed me. Put that in the comments. I need to know where God has placed me. Because it's important where he's placed you. 
It's important. When I got out of Bible school, the Lord gave me a word and placed me in Dominion Christian Center in Virginia Beach, Virginia, under my uncle, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth. He placed me there. I didn't choose to go there. He placed me there by a leading of the Holy Ghost. And it was for a purpose. And that purpose uh, took place and I received it. And all those years that I was there from 2003 all the way to like 2000, what, 14, 15 years that I was there and received impartation and received the word and received strength and learned and did everything that, that the Lord had for me there. But then I didn't make a move. I want you to hear this. I didn't make a move until I heard the Lord say, make a move. And when I did, he relocated our ministry to South Florida, where we are now, and planted me at the church where we are now. It's interesting to me that, uh, you know, looking at where the Lord placed me, and then even this year, Bishop's getting ready to release the word of the Lord uh, tomorrow night. And I already have a kind of an insight into it. He shared some with me, but it blows my mind that when we were like, I was just kind of comparing notes, that the Lord's t- saying the same things to him as he's saying to me. And, and, and there's a, there's a, uh, a continuity, if you will, in where the Lord's planted you. That's why I don't, listen, here's a very important thing to hear, to know. That's why I don't go online and listen to every famous preacher preach and try to jump on all their words. I need to know where the Lord's placed me. I need to lock into my word. I need to lock into my word. And I know what my word is because the Lord spoke it. We're going to run in 2021 and the scriptures that go behind it and everything. It's for my ministry and it's for your life. And so I don't try to jump on everybody's word and take everybody's guidance. I don't need that. God may have spoken that to them for their ministry where they are. And that's fine. The Lord does that. But that's not me. And that's not my ministry. That's not my church. That's not where I've been placed. You see what I mean? So you lock into your word. And so I want you to rewrite it in the comments again, but I want you to write it this way. Lock into my, all capital, M-Y, my word. Lock into my word. See, because your word will be different than somebody else's prophetic word. And you have to lock into it. You have to lock into it and say, I believe it. I receive it. I'm not letting go of it. I won't let go of my word. See, if God's spoken to you, you grab onto that thing and you hold it and you keep it. It's dear. The reason it's so dear is because it produces the harvest that God said it would. He said, when his words go forth, they don't ever come back empty. They don't ever return void. They always accomplish what he sends them to do. And so when he gives you a word, you don't look at it and carry it flippantly. You lock into it and say, I'm going to hold on to this till it manifests. It's going to manifest. You know, when I dealt with that, um, that thought previously in a broadcast, we looked at the story of Elisha during a famine. Second Kings chapter seven, I believe it is Elisha during a famine, um, prophesying that by this time tomorrow, and then he talked about what barley and wheat flour, whatever would be sold at the gate for a certain amount of money, which sounded insane because it was, it was nowhere to be found. And the captain of the King's guard said, well, if the Lord opened up the windows of heaven, that couldn't happen. Do you think that Elisha came off of his word? Because an influential person disagreed with what he said? No, absolutely not. 
you think you said, well, you know, he is the captain of the guard. You know, he's, he's basically the king's right-hand man. And he doesn't believe that it could happen, what I said. You know, he, he knows a lot about the, king, the workings of the kingdom here. And he knows a lot about the economy. And, you know, he doesn't agree that, that God could. And in fact, he said, if God opened the winds of heaven, it couldn't happen. So he must know something. I, he didn't come off of his word because a quote-unquote influential person didn't agree with what the Lord said. And you've got to be the same. I don't care what people say about what's going to happen in 2021. I'm not going to listen and say, well, you know, maybe they're right. I guess I, you know, the Lord's not going to let us run into with divine momentum and impact and influence in, in 2021. I guess it's just not. No, I'm locked into my word. It's mine. It's mine. You can't take it away from me. It's my word. And so I'm going to see it manifest and I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to bite into that thing like a bulldog like a pit bull, it's not coming off of my teeth. It's not coming out. That's what God told Joshua. He said, take this word, this book of the law. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Not from your uh, mind or your, not from your mouth. Why did he say that? Because when you're locked into a word, it's got to be something you're saying. You're confessing. As the apostle said, we believe, therefore, we speak. So it's not just something that's in my heart. I'm talking this way and I'm talking this way all the time. <laughs> you know, I don't care if people think it's cliche. You know, well, how, you looking forward to 2021? Yes, I'm going to run in 2021. I'm going to run in 2021. It's, it's going to be a year of divine momentum, divine increase, divine influence. We're going to run. And I'm not coming off that word. I don't care what people think. I don't care what other preachers are preaching. I don't care what, what gloom and doom prophets are prophesying. I don't receive that. And by the way, side note, be very careful of any of these quote unquote prophets on Facebook, YouTube, and whatever, that all they do is prophesy doom and gloom. Because if you look in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, when prophets prophesied, if they had a word of warning in their mouth, notice they also had a way out of that, war, of that word. And they'd always say, unless you do this, and if you won't do this, if you'll do this, then judgment will come. But notice that God always gave them a way out of judgment and trouble if they'd hearken to his word, if they'd change their wicked ways, if they'd turn unto him. It was always that. So be very careful of these guys that get on. I came to tell you 2021 is going to be a year where the church is in trouble. The church is going to be oppressed. It's like, no, nothing hopeful, nothing full of faith, nothing good. It's just all doom and gloom. I turn them off. I don't listen to them. The, the God we serve leads us beside still waters, restores our soul. Amen. We can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil for he's with us and his rod and his staff, they comfort us. Amen. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid of the arrows the pestilence, thousand may fall on my side, 10,000 at my right hand. These things will not touch me. I'm, I'm locked into my word. I'm going to run in 2021. I'm going to run in 2021. That's my word. And I'm sticking to it. Stick to yours. Don't let somebody talk you out of it. I'm taking time on this point because this is where most people lose it. They let somebody with doubt and unbelief talk them out of their word. Talk them out of their word. I thank God that in the Bible, 
the paralyzed man who couldn't get to Jesus didn't have a bunch of friends that when he wanted to, you know, get a miracle, were like, you know what? Jesus is very busy, you know, and you, you, I don't know that even if we did take you there, I mean, I don't really know if he would be, thank God he didn't have friends like that. Thank God he had friends that just scooped up his mat, brought him to where Jesus was. And when they got there and saw that the house was full, they just climbed up onto the ceiling, tore the roof open and lowered him down in front of Jesus. And the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, not the man's faith, everybody, the friends and the man, that's who I want in my life. People that have faith that will say, you know what? You're right. It's going to be the best year we've ever had. Devil's a liar, and I don't care what we see in the natural realm. It's going to be the greatest year we've ever seen in the mighty name of Jesus. I need Jesus to see our faith, Victory Tribe. Our faith. Not just my faith, yours too. And seeing their faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Lock into your word. Lock into your word. And let me tell you, you're going to run in 2021 by the power of the Holy Ghost. You're going to run. Number two, don't just lock into your word. Number two is also important. Respond to your word. Respond to your word. Don't ever take a word from the Lord like it's automatic. Respond to your word. That's why I never get on a broadcast and I would never get on television and say, well, hallelujah, this is going to be your year. Every person watching me, this is your year of a double portion. It's not going to be. It absolutely will not be. Why? Because it doesn't, God doesn't randomly bless people. God blesses dedication. God blesses faith. And faith without works is dead. And so that's why we have to respond. We always respond to the word we receive. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well, I believe without question that 2021 is going to be my year to run. But how am I responding to that word that I've heard? I'm stepping out by faith to do the biggest things for the Lord that we've ever done. So now God bless us with violent increase in 2020. We have a studio. We have all the equipment. We have all everything we need and we're all, we're debt free. We have no debts. We owe no man anything. So now what are we going to do if we believe 2021's greatest year? Well, we're not going to just keep on preaching crusades. We're doing that already. How can we do more? We're not just going to continue on social media. We've been doing that already. How are we going to do more? So now we're launching out to preach around the world on television every single week. And you know, it's the Lord because as we stepped forward in faith to begin to do those things, God opened the doors for those opportunities to be available. You know, when I started and said this, all I was going to do was, was go on uh, television in, um, in the islands of the Caribbean. That was my initial, uh, availability and open door. And that's, that's, that's how I was going to do this. I was going to just start by going on in Jamaica, going on, uh, you know, in, in Bar Barbados and the, in the islands of the Caribbean. That's, that was my plan. But as soon as I stepped out and began to do this, you know, bought equipment and stepped out by faith, other doors started opening. 
And then doors started open. Then I talked with Dr. Andre. Now, of course, we're going to be on all throughout the continent of Africa, in the UK, in the United States. We're going on in West Palm Beach, Florida, starting in, in January. And now the doors have opened and through Pakistan and through the Philippines, we're going to be touching over 180 nations of the world. So you look at what God did. He gave us a word, but then we, we responded to the word. We took action steps, believing it to be true, and God opened the doors. And then God began to provide. You see what I'm saying? And so you don't just let a word hang. Hallelujah. Put that in the comments. Don't let your word hang. Don't let your word hang. Just let it hang it out in the ether. Well, I look at that word. I'm just believing. That word's going to manifest. Kids, take a look at that word. No. Pursue it. Pursue it. Pursue your word by faith. Faith without works is dead being alone. I'm not going to just say, well, just when God's ready to give us uh, the ability to run, he'll give it to us. No, no, no. He already spoke it and we're going after it. Hallelujah. We're going after it in Jesus mighty name. And that's so you respond. How do I respond? I respond by taking actions that are going to see God fulfill his word. I'm moving toward the word. I'm moving toward the word. The Bible says, draw near unto God and he'll draw near unto you. Book of James chapter four, draw near unto God. He'll draw near unto you. We take steps toward him. We take steps toward his plan, his vision, his agenda. And then he draws near to us. He's looking for people whose hearts are loyal to him that will do what he spoke to them to do. Amen. So number two, we've got to respond to our word. Lock into the word. Respond to the word. See, when you get a word, it's the most powerful thing you can get because the word of God is the highest force in the universe. Of course, the written word and what he speaks to you by the spirit. You have to obey it. You have to obey it. Number three, and this is very vital, and I'm, gonna, I'm going from, you know, a spiritual aspect and pulling you into some practical, because here's where people fail too, is that, man, they're pumped up about their word. They're pumped up to see God move and all that, but they don't know how to facilitate what God asked them to do. They, they just simply don't know how to facilitate that. Let me tell you how. Number three, write the vision. Write the vision. Put it in the comments. Number three, write the vision. If your vision's not written, it's not defined enough. If, you're, if you can't write your vision clearly, it's not defined enough. It has to be able to be defined. And the reason I say that, and of course I'm, I'm, I'm taking that from the book of Habakkuk, where the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain upon tablets that they may run who read it, Habakkuk chapter 2. The reason I say that is because if you're, if you cannot clearly write the vision down, a plan, call it a business plan, call it a vision plan, a vision, but whatever you want to call it. If you can't clearly write it down, it's not defined enough. And if it's not defined enough, then the problem you'll end up facing is that you don't know what steps to take because you really haven't defined what the thing is you're doing. And if you haven't, then you're like, okay, that's kind of the direction I want to go, but what do I do next? I don't know because I don't, 
I can't, I can't clearly define it. I can't remember who said this. I was reading it. Uh, maybe I read it in the John Maxwell book, but he didn't say it. But basically he said, if you couldn't write your business plan clearly or the vision of your business on the back of a business card, then it's not clearly defined enough. That's basically what he said is if you can't write your vision, your purpose, your vision statement or whatever for your business on the back of a business card, clearly and clearly, you know, uh, communicate what it is. It's not defined enough. It's not defined enough. So you really want to get specific about what it is you're believing God for. You know why? Faith is specific. I deal with that in the book on fasting that's out now. Faith is specific. Faith is never vague. It's specific. And so what I want you to see is, in tw- be- listen, before we hit 2021, would you take today, would you take tomorrow and prepare yourself for the, for the new year by sitting down, getting with the Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, specifically, how can I pursue my word? What things do I need to do? Maybe, maybe there's something that's been in your heart that you've not even started to accomplish yet. Has the Lord been speaking to you about starting a business and you just haven't do it, sit down and say, Lord, what is it? Is this the time I'm going to start this business? Holy spirit. If this is your desire, then speak to me now. And then, and then you sit down, you begin to write it, whatever it might be, whatever goal you have, maybe you're stepping into ministry. Maybe you want to train for the ministry. Okay. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do it? And so you write the vision down, write the goals. You should have written goals. And the reason I say this, and I deal with this in the book as well, is because if, if, if you don't know what they are, I, and I've, I've talked about this in the broadcast before, if I don't have a clearly defined goal, how would I know if I ever achieved it or not? Right? Because like, it, it's the difference between saying, Um, I I think I want to go South or to say, I want to go to Disney world, you know, for most people watching this, Disney world is probably South of where you live, but understand, uh, if I just say, I'd like to go South. Okay. How do you, how do you know if you've accomplished that goal? You could go five minutes South. You could go 14 hours South. How do you know when that goal is accomplished? But when you clearly define it, I want to go to Disney World. You know where that's a specific place with a specific address in a specific location. So you know when you arrive. And as Bishop Oyedepo said, if you don't know where you're going, anywhere you arrive looks like it. <laughs> Put that in the comments. If I don't know where I'm going, anywhere I arrive looks like it. And that's the problem is if we don't define what it is, And that's why I want you to write these things down. Get specific in prayer, get the word from the Lord, and then say, I'm accomplishing this this year. Before December 31st hits, this is what I'm going to have accomplished. I'm going to look back and see that God helped me uh, to do exactly what he said I could do. And so I want you to write it down. If I don't know where I'm going, anywhere I arrive looks like it. Don't just say I'm going south. Where are you going? Nobody goes in, you know... Nobody opens up uh, Google Maps on their phone or Apple Maps uh, and says, you know, I'm just going to put in east and see if I, no, 
You put in a location. You put in a specific location. That's key. Put in a specific location. And when you do, it gives you those uh, voice-guided navigation steps to get to that place as quickly as possible. And that's exactly what we want. So we write the vision down. But, and here's the thing, and I've said this before, uh, number four, don't just write it down. Number four, break it down. I want to say that. Don't just write it down, break it down. Number three is write, the vi- write it down. Number four, break it down. And I want you to put that in. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by it. Don't just write it down, break it down. So I was listening back when I was really, I was young. I had just started playing the piano. And at that time, you know, late 90s, 97, 98, you know, and still to this day, one of the, um, one of the greatest keyboard players of the time, Chick Corea. Chick Corea, one of the greatest jazz pianists of our time. You know, he wrote Spain, Armando's Rumba, all kinds of phenomenal jazz pieces that are still standards today. Um, he put out some tutorials and he put out some material that I got a hold of. And uh, I was reading through his notes on, on learning these more complex pieces for the piano. And uh, he said something in the video that I'll never forget. And I said, man, um, that, that's like eye-opening to me. He said on the video, back then it was VHS tapes. I had a VHS tape of Chick Corea, put it in my VCR, adjusted the tracking. And I said, he said this and it was like, man, that's eye-opening. But he said, you know, you listen to me play these complex pieces. And he said, you know, people listen to that and think, man, I could never learn that. I could never learn that. That's too hard. That's too complex. He said, let me help you to learn something that is complex like this. And he took out the sheet music, the chart, and he, he lo- we looked at the music and he said, forget all the rest of this. Forget all the rest of the sheet. Just look at the first bar of music on the sheet. The first four counts. That's it. Forget the rest. And now learn that bar of music. That's easy. That's an easy goal. You can do that. You may not be able to sit down. I was thinking of like one of the first classical pieces I learned, you know, Furelise by Beethoven. Now, I think of this was still one of my favorite things to sit on a play. But, you know, you listen to that song, you're like, I could never learn that. But think about the first bar. Da, 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 da. You don't even get into the duh. It's just, da, 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 da. Could you learn that? Could you learn that on the piano? Da, 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 da. That's the first bar of the song. It's a very famous classical piece. But that's not hard. That's what, three notes, four notes? And so what are you doing? You're not just, you've got your goal. That's the whole song is the goal. But that first bar is the first piece as you break it down. It's the first piece as you break it down. The same thing has to be true with whatever the Lord has spoken to you to accomplish for the kingdom. He's like, man, you look at that vision. He say, my Lord, that's a massive vision. That's a massive goal. That's a ma- yeah, but you don't have to accomplish the whole thing at once. 
You do it piece by piece. (laughs) That's like they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You can't swallow an elephant. You have to eat one piece at a time. I remember I was in Maine and my cousin had killed a moose uh, during moose season and she'd made us moose steaks. Well, imagine sitting down and trying to eat an entire 1800 pound bull moose. You're not going to swallow it, but we've already taken it into pieces. The butcher broke it into steaks, sausages. I can sit there one piece at a time at the table and eat a moose, but you eat it one bite at a time. Same with your goal that God's given you. You accomplish that vision one piece at a time. This is how you don't get overwhelmed with what God's called you to do. doesn't mean you're not stepping out in faith. doesn't mean you're not believing for big things. It just means that you understand you don't have to do it all at once. Do what you can now, but keep on doing what you can. Keep on doing what you can. Keep on doing what you can. Uh, Let me give you this. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. See, here's an example. The Lord... Uh, I don't have that in my, in my notes. I don't have Hebrews 10 in my notes, but the Lord just put that in my spirit for you as we're talking about this. You see what I mean? And so I wanted you, that's, that's, that's the purpose of this. You know, if, I, if it wasn't in my notes, I'd just stick to my notes and say, no, I want the Lord to speak to me as we're dealing with these things and to show you what he wants you to see. And I had no plans to say this, but we're going to go to Hebrews, Hebrews 10. We're going to start with verse 35. And we're going to go to verse 39. And I want you to see these these, uh, four verses or five verses. The Bible says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. So Hebrews 10.35, your confidence, your faith holds within it a great reward. Now look at this. For you have need of endurance. One translation says patience. You have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what, what is promised. You see this for yet a little while and the coming one will come and will not delay verse 38. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, My soul has no pleasure in him, but we are not of those, verse 39, who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and preserve their souls. And so I want you to see it. And of course we know Hebrews is dealing with salvation here. Hebrews 10, 35 through 39. But notice that word. You have need of endurance or patience that after you've done the will of God, you receive the promise of God. That's the same. Even if it's not in this context, you could, you could take that same principle to the context we're speaking about today, which is that you've got to have patience to patiently continue doing faithfully, dedicated way what the Lord's told you to do. It's peace by peace, bite by bite. I'm accomplishing my vision one step at a time that the Lord's given me. I'm not just going to write it down. I'm going to break it down. You see, I'm going to break it down. So, um, you know, let me, let me use myself for an example. You know, like I told you a moment ago, we're, we're getting ready to go on television. I'll tell, I'll tell you this because, uh, we just fin- obviously just finished the book. This is what, like the sixth or seventh book we've put out. So now I have a system and, um, 
the system remains the same no matter what book I'm releasing. So I know that I, you know, it, it might feel, if I just said to you, I need to have a 250 page book out by the end of the year, that feels overwhelming, but then you break it down. Okay. That's my goal. But what do I do first? Well, first I already have number one, a, uh, concept the Lord's given me. I know it's going to be a book about fasting. That's what the Lord spoke, spoke to me to do book about fasting. But then what's my next step? My next step is to outline the things that I want to include in that book. So I open up a program like Microsoft OneNote, begin to outline. What are these chapters going to be? You know, it's like I heard uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch say one time, someone was saying to him, how do you write a book? He said, I'll, he said, I'll help you do that very easily. Here's, here's what you do. He said, what's one thing in your spirit right now that's burning in your heart that you feel like you need to tell people? And they said, well, this, and then they, they talk about whatever the concept is. He said, all right, write it at the top of the page and they write it down. You know, let, let's say for example, it's, you know, um, I don't know, being filled with the Holy spirit, baptism in the Holy ghost. Okay. We're going to, that's what's in your spirit. You feel people need to hear about, know about the baptism of the Holy ghost. Then, then let me ask you this in conversation. What 10 things do you think people need to know about the baptism in the Holy ghost? or the Holy Spirit's power in baptism. What 10 things would you tell somebody? And then they write it down. Well, I would tell them these 10 things. Okay. What scriptures would you use for each one of those things to tell them that, to back it up by the Bible? I would use these scriptures. Do you have any stories or illustrations that you would share with them to help reinforce that point of that thing that you're saying? Yeah, I would tell them this, this, and this. And as you're writing it down, all you're doing is creating a fully sketched out outline of that book. All that's left to do after all those things are written is to literally sit down and write in the gaps, write in between the gaps. It seems daunting at the beginning saying, I'm going to go on television. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start a business. But then you sit down and you break it down. And when you break it down, it makes it easy because bite-sized pieces can be done every day. So that by the time you get to the end of December of next year, you look around and say, I look what the Lord helped me to accomplish in just one year. What other people take three years to do, what other people take 10 years to do, God used me to do it in one year. Praise God. So we don't just lock into our word. We don't just respond to the word. We don't just write the vision. We break it down, break it down. And then let me give you this number five, put it in the comments, track your progress. I'm showing you this because here's, here's where I see people drop off. Everybody, it's funny to me. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think what book I wrote this in. Further, faster, I think. Further, faster, there's a day every year. And I think, if I remember correctly from what I wrote, it's January the 18th, somewhere around there. January 18th. And they've dubbed it Quitter's Day. <laughs> I'm Googling it. Quitter's Day. Literally, uh, they call it that I'm putting it in quitters day, 2021. What is it? <laughs> it's actually on Google calendars, January 17th. So they've, they've now they've <laughs> last year. It was also January 17th next in 2022. It'll be January 17th. Again, it's called, uh, quitters day, or they've also dubbed it ditch new year's resolution day observances. It's on the calendar. And so what they've discovered 
is that the average person who makes a New Year's resolution has quit it by the 17th of January. And the way they, they figure that out is through uh, apps and stuff, social media apps that track uh, progress of exercise. People join a gym. They say, we're going to walk every day, going to run every day, going to lift weights, whatever. And then by January 17th, they're not tracking those goals anymore in the app, the average person. So they've dubbed it Quitter's Day. So what happens? They had a great resolution to start the year. Really great. Really great. I was like, yeah, going to lose 50 pounds this year, going to be healthy this year, starting a business this year. January 17th, not even three weeks later, not doing any of the things, not doing any of the things. Quitter's day. And the reason, the reason I'm bringing that up is because number five, track your progress, track your progress. It requires faithfulness to make these things happen. That's why not everybody is successfully accomplishing their visions or goals laziness creeps in laziness. The devil loves laziness, loves it. He loves it. That's why the book of Proverbs says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will leap on you like a bandit. Poverty will. The devil loves, loves laziness, loves it. And that's why people fail to carry out their vision, to carry out their goals, to manifest their word is because they push back from uh, the progress that they're making and they become lazy. They get inconsistent. They won't do it. You've got to keep yourself motivated to do what God's called you to do. It has nothing to do. You know, if you will master, I, I, I was it about a month and a half ago, I read this. And actually, I think someone said it to me and I was like, man, that's really good. If you will, let me, let me, let me phrase it a different way. Discipline makes passion irrelevant. Think about that for a minute. Discipline makes passion irrelevant because what happens, especially with creative people, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. You get all passionate about a a new thing you're going to do, a new project, a new thing you're going to launch, whatever it might be, you get all passionate about it. And for like seven days, you're on it. You're like, you know, crushing it. And then you lose the passion for it. And when you lose the passion for it, you know, you stop doing all the things that you were doing before. But discipline makes passion irrelevant because if you'll develop discipline, you don't have to stay passionate. And of course, your passion for things that God's given you will be there, but you're not, what I'm, the point I'm making is you're not depending upon your passion to continue moving forward. You've disciplined yourself. It's just what I do every day. It's what I do every day. You know, that's why uh, the, the, the quote is so popular. Show me a man's habits and I'll tell you his future. Show me his habits. I'll tell you his future. Show me his habits, I'll tell you his future. Why? Your habits, your discipline determines your future. What you do every day determines your future. That's why I said track your progress. There's got to be a way that you are self-motivating by the Holy Ghost to stay on top of that. And one of the ways that we do it is through prayer and fasting and prayer. Because 
keeping yourself in the presence of the Lord who gave you the goal to begin with is going to bring you to a place where you feel the push of the Holy Spirit keeping you on top of that target. If you break away from that and you don't, uh, you don't utilize the presence of the Holy Spirit, the most powerful advantage you have, you'll become uh, carnally minded, flesh driven, and then you'll stop. You'll, you won't be faithful. You won't be dedicated. Stay on top of it. Don't take breaks from what the Holy Spirit's asked you to do. Don't take breaks. Even if you only do a little bit a day, do what the Holy Spirit's called you to do. Move closer and closer to the manifest goal. Track your progress. Once again, you can't track it if you don't know where it ends. If you don't know where it ends, you can't track it. So you have to break it down. You have to write the vision. Two more. Let me give you two more before I pray for you. Uh, number, number six, guard your strength. This is huge. Guard your strength. This is big, very big. Guard your strength. Why do I say that? Because there will be one of the things the devil uses to stop you, um, from accomplishing your purpose is he'll send strength suckers into your life to suck your strength out of you, suck your time away, suck your strength away. It's exactly what he does. Sends that so that your strength, which right, understand this. uh, I'm not talking about supernatural strength. I'm talking about your natural strength. That's a finite amount of strength every day. You You get tired and you start making mistakes. You can't You can't waste your attention, can't waste your focus, you can't waste your strength on things that don't matter. And so, um, the point I'm making is, don't allow the enemy to suck your strength, to suck your focus, to suck your attention from the things that are important. That's why if you've watched the broadcast for a period of time, I've mentioned something called the Pareto principle, which, uh, he's the one who basically, um, posited that only about 20% of what you do brings 80% of the results in your life. So why not capitalize on the 20% give more of your strength to the 20% of things you do every day that bring the 80% of results. It's the 80-20 principle. It's also called the Pareto principle. It, why not capitalize on that 20 and double down on that to continue to see those things rise? Why not get rid of the time wasters? Get rid of what's stealing your focus. That's why they, even, in, even in the business world, anybody that's smart with time management, they tell you because of the fact that every individual has limited focus, limited attention, and limited strength, that you you do your most important work before lunch. Do your most important work before lunch. Don't answer emails before lunch. All the stuff that takes focus, that takes drive, do it before lunch. The reason, they've, they've proven this statistically. Everybody's focus drops off after lunch. Their attention spans drop off after lunch. Their strength drops off after lunch. Most people, they, they're, they're crashing off of carbs after lunch. Even, even that plays into it. The sugar crash of your body after lunch. It, 
All of it. That's why you get tired and sleepy and need a nap. (laughs) All of it plays in. That's why they tell you, because that we know individuals have limited strength, limited focus, limited attention, use it properly when you have it. Don't save the most important things for right before the end of the workday. Do them first. Do the important things first. And that's what I'm, well, that's the point I'm making to you. So that, that plays into even uh, what you're doing spiritually. You know, for example, uh, when we get ready to fast and pray, when we get ready to read the Bible in 90 days, don't save your Bible reading for the very last thing in the day. It won't get done. Trust me on that. Don't save your Bible reading for before bed. Hear me on this. It won't happen. You'll just be, you'll miss days and days and days and then you'll quit. Do it first. Don't wait for your hour of prayer until the end of the day when everybody's gone to bed. Do it first. If you have to get up earlier, get up earlier. I promise you, do it when you're fresh. Because here's the other thing. It's not only something that needs to get done so it needs to be done first. It will build your strength through the rest of the day. If you will pray and read God's word first, it will build your strength through the rest of the day. I promise you. I promise you. I was talking to somebody recently and and he told me this. He said, you know, 2020 has been an interesting year for me because I decided, he said, I used to have anger issues. I'd get in fights with people and we get in in, in bickering and all this stuff and I'd just be annoyed and they'd be annoyed and whatever. And he said, it was an interesting year for me because I made the decision to get up two hours earlier every day and read my Bible and pray for the very first thing I did in the day. He said, do you know what I, you know what happened? This is, this is his testimony to me. He said, do you know what happened to me? He said, my anger issues disappeared. That's what he told me. He said, my anger issues disappeared just from me getting up earlier, two hours earlier, praying and reading God's word. This is part of why I'm saying it. It's, it doesn't need to just be done first because it's the most important. It also sets the tone of your day. It sets the tone of your day. And what it'll do, as I've taught, God's word and prayer both impart to you supernatural strength. The word of God will strengthen your body. Prayer will strengthen your body. And so it does double duty. Doing it early, make sure you get it done first, which is the most important. And you can be focused and you can be pressed in, but also it adds to your strength for the day, adds to your attitude, adds to your, your mindset, adds to your spirit. Yeah. Look at that. Brandon said, it's like you taught me. So now whenever I pray the Ephesians prayer before following a reading plan, hours pass and revelation knowledge breaks forth. It's exactly right. It, it's, an, it's something that assists you in everything God has uh, called you to do. Uh, sissy, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say no coffee even needed. That's, you, now you're bordering on a very dangerous place. Let me take a sip of coffee. Mm. So good. Um, <laughs> but guard your strength. Don't, don't let, <laughs> Billion said, let's not be too hasty, sissy. Don't let, don't, don't let things go by in your day and you save your Bible reading for the end. You save your prayer for the end mistake. Do what's important first, do what's important first. And, and, and you'll see this. It helps you to guard your strength. Listen, can I give you, can I just give you a suggestion for the new year? 
Be very guarded about who you give access to your life. Be very guarded about that, please. Please. In 2021, will you do me a favor? Watch out for the time wasters. Watch out for the strength suckers. They're there and the devil sends them on purpose. The devil sends them on purpose. Will you do me a favor as the victory tribe and watch out for the time wasters and the strength suckers and the faith crushers. Those people come too. Those people come too to get you to start doubting your word. The faith crushers. Really? Do you really, are you part of that group of people you believe that, oh, your confession brings things into being? And, uh, do me a favor. Block some people in 2021. Unfollow some accounts. Stop giving everyone access to your life in 2021. This word will help you. If you want to stay on your word, you've got to disassociate yourself from time wasters, strength suckers, faith crushers. Get rid. In fact, put those three types of people in the comments. I could do a whole broadcast on just those types of people. Strength suckers, time wasters, faith crushers. Put those three in the comments and avoid them at all costs because they're hindering your flow of moving forward in what God's called you to do. Time wasters, strength suckers, faith crushers. Get rid of them. Doesn't mean you don't love them, won't pray for them, stand, believe God for the best in their life. Just doesn't have to be with you. (laughs) Don't do it. Your life is too important. Your future is too important. Too important. Your destiny, what God's called you to do in the kingdom is too important to be uh, lost uh, to a shipwreck, a crash on the shores of wasted time, crushed faith. You understand? No strength. There, There are people the devil will send to you that just thrive and live on drama. They thrive and live on it. I probably will, Brandon, at some point. He said, will you please do a broad, a bonus broadcast on those three types of people during the 21-day fast? Uh, Tiffany, can you make a note? I probably will. If you just please make a note for me to remember. But I'm just telling you, the devil will send people to you that thrive on drama. And they're only there to steal your strength and to break your focus Go read the story of Nehemiah. He'll send Sanballat and Tobias to you. If you don't know who those guys were, the Sanballat and Tobias. In fact, if you go to the back of this book, to the, uh, uh, the prayer points that uh, we've um, given you, I actually put that in. It's prayer point number 72. God, we ask you to cage and disgrace every Sambalat and Tobiah, a sign from hell to hinder the work you've called us to do. I made that a prayer point because it's that important. Cage and disgrace every Sambalat and Tobiah, who are the men that came to try to get Nehemiah and the workers off the wall, really wanted to kill them. Every Sambalat and Tobiah, Lord, cage and disgrace them. Get them out of my life. They have a demonic purpose to try to stop what God's called you to do. Not dealing with it. Not going to deal with it. 
I'm guarding myself. Why? Because I consider what God has given me to do very important. It's of primary importance in your life. It's God's plan for your life. And then let me give you number seven, guard your strength. But here's the other thing. You can guard your strength, but there's people that also, they lose their, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, their, their oomph, for lack of a better term. They lose their momentum. So number seven, stay up. Stay up in 2021. Make sure, and part of that will be dis- disassociating from those types of people, but then feed yourself a steady diet that will keep you up. You need to de- determine what that is. First of all, be introspective. There are, there are some things that are just universal across the board, but be introspective. Know what motivates you. I heard a, um, a man of God that's written well over a hundred books. He's produced so much for the kingdom of God. You know what he said? He said, one of my secrets is create a place, an actual physical place in your house, in your office, whatever. And everything in that space motivates you. Everything energizes you. And he was, he was very practical about this. He said, it doesn't matter if there's like a, there's certain pictures or posters that you can look at that inspire you. If there's music you can play that keeps you, you know, motivated. He got all the way down. He said, God gave you five senses, you know, whatever that has to be. If there's something you got to do, if you got to put one of those electric foot massagers under your desk, he, he, he broke it all the way down to like, if there's a candle scent that you like, you know, whatever it is, he said, create a place that motivates you to do work that motivates you to get things done. That that's not, that's not going to, you know, keep all distractions out of that place. Keep, keep everything out of that place. That's going to be, uh, that, that's going to irritate you or, or pull you back into that world. It's like, it's interesting because for Christmas, we ended up getting, uh, it was really for the kids, but I've been using it myself. It's, it's one of those new, uh, Oculus, uh, VR, the virtual reality goggles and, and headsets and hand, and hand controllers. And, uh, it's insane when you put that over your face, you are locked into that virtual world. You're like in another world. It's funny to watch people do it. Cause they're like looking around and like touching stuff and climbing ladders and you know, all this stuff, but they look funny, but to them, they're in it. They're in it. It's like, it, I, I, we downloaded a star Wars game. Uh, it was, it was a Darth Vader game and I was playing it last night. I was like, this thing is unbelievable. But you know, what's interesting about that, that headset is when you put it on the way it's, the way it's formatted with the the padding, it shuts everything else out. I mean, you could be in the brightest room in your home with every light on full daylight coming through the windows. But once that head headset goes on and that, that, that pads around your eyes and nose, you could be in the darkest cavern in some Star Wars game with, you know, stormtroopers coming after you or whatever. And you're there. It doesn't matter what's really around you. You can't see it. You can't see it. It's like you're in another place. That's what I'm talking about. Create an environment for yourself where you lock out the things that irritate you, that distract you, that, that pull you off of your purpose. You have to make a choice to put the blinders on and focus on what God's called you to do and stay up. So feed yourself the fuel 
that will cause you to be effective. Feed yourself the fuel that will cause you to be joyful, that will cause you to be ready to work for the Lord. You might need to, there might be music you need to cut out listening to and start putting some music in that builds your spirit, builds your faith. You, you know, I know these things are going to help you reading the word every morning, praying every morning, praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up, find out what it is that keeps you in a place where you are up. You're full of joy. You're full of strength. You're ready to run and identify the things that cause you to uh, crash, if you will, if I can use that term, that cause you to lose momentum. <clears throat> Maybe you notice you know, after doing this thing or this thing, I, I just feel like, man, it, it irritates me to even do it. Then figure out another time to do it or don't do it until your work is done. Whatever it is, stay up, be full of joy, be full of joy, stay in the presence of God, pray in the Holy Ghost, read the word of God, you know, be in his presence and be in fullness of joy and stay up. The thing, the reason I say that is, is because the joy of the Lord, your strength. If you want to stay strengthened to accomplish your purpose, stay up. Stay in the joy, stay in the strength, stay in the power, stay in the anointing. You know, um, Dr. Lester Summerall would not even speak to any other ministers that would call him for advice until he had prayed and got into the presence of the Lord every morning. You know what he said? He said, what am I going to say to them anyway if they call me and I don't have a word from the Lord? What's the point of me even talking to them? What am I going to say to them? If I don't have a word from the Lord. So the first thing was stay in his presence, get something from God and let that drive you. He said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. John six sixty three, And that's the key. And so let me, let me quickly bounce back through these lock into your word, respond to your word, write the vision down. Take today and tomorrow to do that. You got goals. They need to be written down. Put a vision board up in your house if you have to. Put something on your phone. You know, I actually will sometimes put things right as my screensaver, my wallpaper, so that the moment I open my phone, it's giving me a message and re-encouraging me. I have one right now. All it does, I had this on for the whole time I was writing the book. And uh, anytime I, I turn my, my phone on, even to just look at the time, it says focus. <laughs> it just says focus. Focus. Don't get distracted. Don't do other things. Focus, focus. And so whatever you got to do, keep it in front of your face, write the vision, break it down, break that into bite-sized chunks, Get, schedule it out for yourself. This Friday, I'll accomplish this part of it. This Monday, I'll accomplish this part of it. This Wednesday, I'll accomplish this part of it. Break it down and schedule it for yourself. Track your progress. It, I don't care if you have to have something on the wall where you color in your progress percentage wise until the job's done, because it actually will motivate you to see that visual representation of the tracking of the progress getting done. Guard your strength, disassociate from those types of people that steal your strength, <laughs> all those environments that completely take it. And finally, stay up, stay up, stay in joy. Do what the Lord's asked you to do, but do it with gladness. That joy will cause you to be supernatural, supernaturally strengthened. And that's God's plan. He wants you to run in strength. He wants you to run in joy, wants you to run in peace. That's the key. And I'm going to pray for you right now because we've got today and we've got tomorrow and then we're crossing over today and tomorrow and we're crossing over and we're going to begin in total victory. 
But I want to pray for everybody that's watching and those that are listening because God has plans. He has plans to prosper you in 2021, plans to bless you. You're going to run with a new momentum, but we've got to take steps to respond to the word of God and watch God move. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, praying for every man and every woman that's watching or listening. And I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, to give us divine wisdom like we've never had. Divine wisdom to accomplish the things you've asked us to do. Lord, we're asking you not only for more wisdom, but for more strength, supernatural strength to accomplish your purpose. Lord, we're asking you to remove every distraction from our lives. Every enemy that was sent to take us off of our purpose, remove it by the power of your spirit in Jesus' name. Let this be a year that we run like we've never run and you'll get all the glory for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I think it was Ava up above in the comments that asked the question. Uh, is there one, one comment up? Ava, yeah. She said, what is the Ephesians prayer that was mentioned earlier by Brandon? Um, I've taught that for years, even back when I was a youth pastor. Uh, if you read Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 3, Paul prayed prayers for the church in Ephesus, but we pray them for ourselves. I learned that from Brother Hagin before he passed away. And he said, he would pray the Ephesians prayers over himself. And if you read Ephesians chapter one, verses 16 through the end of the chapter, anytime he was praying for them, he would include himself. So, um, you know, that the verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto me, not to you, to me, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having my eyes of my heart enlightened that I may know what is the hope of which he's called me and the riches of the, uh, of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward me who believes according to the word. And I pray them for myself that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened or opened and that I would see things I'd never seen before. And so I would pray it before I read the Bible. And as I began to do that, I began to see things I'd never seen before by the Holy ghost. It's amazing. Do it for yourself, especially during fasting and prayer. Listen, two days left. I want to encourage you to sow a seed. And those of you that are standing with this ministry, you'll know best things are ahead. Best days are ahead. Many people are partnering. I'm getting messages even as the broadcast is going that people are increasing their partnership uh, with our ministry. There have, pe there have been people that have been sowing largely this year into this ministry. And I want to encourage you to take a step of faith, even if you've never done so before, and you've been blessed this year and you're believing for an even better year, sow a seed to prepare yourself. There have, pe there have been people that have sown largely this year. They've sown $10,000, $15,000 with people that sowing $5,000, $1,000 seeds. Maybe you've never stepped up at that level of sowing yet. Now's the time. As I said, you've got to respond to the word that God has given you. One of the ways we respond is by sowing seed. Sowing seed is the avenue that unlocks the harvest that God has planned for our lives. And so I want to encourage those of you that are watching to sow a seed here at the end of the year, as we're getting ready to do tomorrow night at our church, preparing you for this upcoming year. We're going to sow a very large seed, very large, Carolyn and I, and we're doing it because it'll be larger than anything we've done in the past. Why? We're believing for a greater year than we've ever had. 
So we have to respond to our word. That's the way we're doing it. I never ask you to do things that I don't do ever. I sow largely. We sow very, very largely. And, uh, at, at, to the point <laughs> that our, our, uh, our accountant told us recently that we're sowing so much now that you get to the place where you can't even take all of it off of your taxes because they're now like limiting, like how much of the percentage you can take off. We're, we're, we're beyond that. And I want to go even far beyond that. I don't give for a tax break. I give to see increase come because God commanded it. And we are going to see that kind of increase. So we encourage you go to miracleword.com. And sow that seed today. Maybe you're considering partnership. Do it. Do it. That's not your flesh considering it. It's your spirit man being led by the Holy Ghost. And so I want to encourage you to go to miracleword.com. And maybe the Lord's spoken to you to sow a large one-time seed here at the end of the year. Do that today. Do that by faith and watch what God will do. Maybe you've never released a $10,000 seed, but you're believing for your business to explode in this new year. Maybe you're believing for your ministry to explode. I remember sowing a $10,000 seed for the first time, believing for our ministry to explode, and it did. It did. That was a moment. I can tell you, that was a moment where we saw extreme increase take place from that moment forward. It was like a jumping off point. Remember Bishop Oyedepo was coming to the United States, and his ministry had so blessed me. I mean, I'd, I'd gotten so much from Bishop Oyedepo's teaching, his books, so blessed me. And he was coming to the States and I went to see him preach. And, uh, as he was leaving, I had made it, my, my wife and I had made out an offering to sow of $10,000. And, uh, I can remember when we did that and we had never done it before like that. And I remember from that point forward, it's like increase hit. It's like increase hit divine momentum. And I believe with all of my heart that that was a result of the seed we sowed. Because of the fact that it's something we had never done by faith. We rose up into a level that we'd never been by faith, which caused us or it propelled us into a place we'd never been in impact. God did it. And so his system always works. My nephew gave the testimony yesterday of the Lord leading him as a teenager. I think he was what, 14 or 15 years old. So $300 at the youth conference where we were. And immediately after someone sewed 900 into him. And the next night gave an apple, watched him just, it works. It's God's system of increase. Take a step of faith to do what God's asked you to do. You can go to miracleword.com. If you're in the U S you can use PayPal. You can use cash app. You can use Venmo. All that information is on the website, all the usernames, whatever you need to do it. Of course you can use hashtag donate on Facebook or Periscope slash Twitter. Uh, you cannot use that on YouTube. They don't allow it. But you can all go to miracleword.com. We say a big thank you to everybody that's sowing. For the last two days of the year, uh, we have this offer for those that are sowing seeds. Uh, Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne or Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth or My Father Has Made It Available, 40 Years of Marriage and Ministry, uh, His Travels Around the World, What the Lord's Used Him to Do, a pictorial and a description. He'll sign those books to you as well. You can make your choice. Go to miracleword.com forward slash offer and fill out the form. Tell us how you gave and choose what you'd like to receive and we'll get it to you. Once again, don't forget right now today, the brand new book. Can I get the close camera? The brand new book, a complete guide. Thank you to biblical 
fasting is available and ready to ship uh, go on amazon.com and within the next few days the ebook will be available for Kindle and Apple Books uh, most in-depth book I've ever written this will bless you we're starting the fast on the 2nd of January and going to the 22nd of January I'd love you to join us we're going to be praying daily I'm adding a Saturday broadcast through the fast so we can be together every day of course you'll be in church on Sunday but if you order on Amazon today, I think this is going to arrive by the third, it says. Third or fourth for sure. Uh, right at the beginning of the fast. Grab your copy. If you're waiting for the ebook, that'll be available too. I got the files back this morning. Ebook's going to be available. And uh, I'm very excited. If you can join me, join me in Danville, Virginia, coming up starting this Sunday through Wednesday. I'll be at Danville, Virginia. All the information on the website. After that, we're going to be in Roswell, Georgia, World Harvest Church for two straight weeks at the end of January, beginning of February. I want to encourage you to come and be a part of these meetings. All the meetings we have on the, on the schedule, check it out and come be a part of what God's doing in revival, especially as we're fasting and praying. Make a road trip, get there and be blessed. And it definitely will bless you. And uh, I'm very excited. By the way, if you're believing for prosperity in a new year, let me just say this. We have a brand new course we launched to help teach you about this in Miracle Word University. It's Divine Prosperity, Walking in Supernatural Financial Abundance. All the courses we have are available at MiracleWordU.com. We've also included this in a bundle, by the way, a five-course bundle, 28% uh, off. It's only $249. That is... Or there'd be 20, 20, it's almost 30 hours of teaching uh, that you get for $249. Each course by itself is only $69. But the new course, Divine Prosperity, uh, is about eight hours of teaching. And so the most extensive course we've ever released, and it's there to help you understand how to walk in overflow. That's God's plan for you. Thank you, Jackie. And so uh, you guys can check it out today. MiracleWordU.com and uh, I know it'll bless you. I love you very much. We'll be back again tomorrow morning uh, and also New Year's Day. We'll be back on Friday, New Year's Day, uh, same time, 1030. I love you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and I'll talk to you again in the morning. God bless you. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.